both of us did as part of our journey Mm -hmm. for sure i mean i know Mm -hmm. i definitely absolutely you know for like a long time (laughs) i know exactly i know exactly (laughs) do i want to do i want to bring it up please okay fine 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 yeah okay where we were having a telepathic moment there everybody i'm brendan and i'm marissa and welcome back to dear queers the show where we answer all of your queer queries i wanted to update you i think i can't remember if it was last time or two times ago when we were talking about our parents (gasps) thoughts about our podcast yeah um i know Peta, your mom had said she really is not a fan of all the Uh, pre-question banter my mother was telling me yesterday that she listened to one episode specifically the one the one where we uh, had a guest of my friend future dr jesse klugman and then she decided she doesn't want to listen to it anymore (laughs) (laughs) she's too uncomfortable listening to her daughter talk about sex so she's out okay well i have some follow-up questions to that um i've maybe got answers if she knew that she well i don't know if she knew but like you know she's uncomfortable with hearing you talk about vaginal stuff and sex Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. would she choose intentionally the episode about vaginas as the first introduction to this i mean that's such a good question um I don't have an answer. Yeah, because I feel like I, I was curious about why she didn't just start with the first episode. Right. Um, maybe that was the one that had most recently aired when she tried. Um, oh, maybe. So. <laughs> so did she even make it through the whole episode? Do you know? I think she said she finished that one and then started another one and then was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> Arlene, No. If what about, I gave her um, permission to not listen. It's really fine. What about what David? About, he was very quiet during that whole conversation, which I assume means he has not listened to any of any it. Any of it. Okay, so there's mm-hmm. still some hope, maybe, that mm-hmm. if and when he does listen, that maybe he'll like it. It we don't know. seems less likely. But you know what? That's okay, because there are other people who listen to this besides our parents, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nice to have that, like, parent stamp of approval, though. Parent verified. Oh, well. Mm -hmm. That's okay. (laughs) Um, So that's been the parental update of the week. All right. Are we ready to dive in to some questions? Sure are. Do you want to read the first one this week? I would love to. So this week we've got some questions about coming out of the closet. And our first question is, Dear Queers, do you think it's harder to come out, whether to yourself or others, when you're younger, like in your teenage years, going through middle school slash high school, living at home, 
or harder when you're an adult and have more life experience and more of a formed identity from crawling out or walking out this is such a complicated question i feel like like there's no straightforward answer i guess coming out is a personal decision in a lot of ways like no one can tell you when is the right time for you necessarily would you agree with that i think yes right well i and i think that there's Again, it, it depends if we're talking about, like, coming out to yourself or coming out to other people. But if yeah. it's the former, you don't really have any a ton of control over that. I mean, you can certainly do the thing that many queer people throughout the annals of time have done, which is, like, have those thoughts about, like, am I queer? And then just push them down for a long time. Um, yeah, which I think both of us did as part of our mm-hmm. journey for sure. I mean, I know I Absolutely. definitely, you know, for like a long time, <laughs> uh, I know exactly, I know exactly. <laughs> do I want to, do I want to bring it up? Please, please. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Yeah, okay. Where we were having a telepathic moment there. Um, where. <laughs> so part of my coming out journey, I guess, um, when I was quite young, I, I can vividly remember having, like, a fairly graphic sexual dream about Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, if anyone is familiar. Who isn't familiar? <laughs> Some people might not be. I don't know. If you're not into Disney cry. shit. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I had this dream. And then I was like, whoa, this is... I was young. I can't even remember exactly how young. But, like, prepubescent for sure. And I knew in my heart of hearts that this was, like, like not okay, I guess, even at that age. And so I really, like, was like, uh, 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 I pushed, that's not something that happened, whatever. And then as you start going through puberty and you have other, like, you know, sexual feelings as your hormones are raging and things like that. And so it was a lot, yeah, like a lot of years of repressing thoughts and feelings about men that I, I knew were there, but, you know, you had to kind of to get by at the time and feel like... I mean, it's interesting. I don't know how things are now, like, being in high school yeah, and coming out. Yeah, I was out, just but... thinking about that. Brendan, do you think that if you were, like, a teenager now, do you think you would have... Because you came out at, what, like, 19? I'd say, well, like, I came out to myself around, like, 18, like, senior year of high school, and then started coming out to other people people yeah like 19 20 so do you think if you were growing up in today's culture that would have happened any earlier i don't know it's something that i think about a lot because i honestly one of the the biggest regrets i have about like when i came out and that whole journey for myself is that it just feels like a lot of wasted time you know where like i could have had let's say more time to really be figuring myself out and expressing myself how i wanted to and all that stuff that you're, you know, you're going through when you're a teenager and in high school, you know, you're kind of learning about yourself and the world around you. And when you're spending most of that time pretending to be something that you're not, Mm -hmm. then you kind of have to work hard on undoing all that after the fact. So I think, like, if things were the way they are now, I think it would have been nice to have done that sooner. I think if I had felt comfortable, then yes, I would like to think that I would have. Do you feel like you can identify 
what stopped you because like was it your parents was it just like the culture of like being gay is like a you know how like like back when we were in high school like gay was still thrown around as like a like that's so gay kind of thing which i don't yeah. think that really happens to that extent anymore so was it, it was right. it cultural was it personal i think it was all of the above honestly like i there're just a lot of incidents i think throughout my life that reinforced in me it's kind of like you know like the the game operation where you're like mm-hmm. trying to pull out the the organs it's it's sort of like that so like i'd be like ooh like i like this or this is how i feel and then you like get zapped when you accidentally go too far to one side or the other and then fall back mm-hmm. in line kind of thing it was sort of like that so there'd be like yeah reinforcing this from this situation and so it was a lot of that and then to the point where then i was just policing myself on stuff like I didn't need you know in the in the end it was really me more than anyone else I think holding myself back so but then what what changed to allow you to stop holding yourself back I think it just got to a point where I just couldn't keep it up anymore it was like trying to hold on to a secret for so long where you can't tell anybody it starts like eating up at you you just feel like heavy with that and then it's hard to even function because imagine like, you know, like having a filter between you and everything that you do and every interaction that you have, like it's exhausting trying to be like, mm-hmm. okay, this is how I actually would perform this action, but now I have to pass it through this like straight filter before I then let it actually happen. And so doing that mm-hmm. all the time, it just becomes too much and you have to just like, yeah. I kind of like fell apart a little bit, to be honest, like where I just just can't do this. And then I had to sort of figure out and like reshape um, how to progress with my my life. So, yeah. But I guess so for you, Mm -hmm. you came out a bit later than that even. So... Yeah, it's so funny because whenever I think about it, I feel like I came out like... Like, not late in the grand scheme of things. Like, that would be like if I came out when I was like 50 or something like that. But to me, it feels late. But really, it's like two years after you did it's like right. it's funny to look back but yeah I mean I, well I didn't even come out to myself till like senior year of college like 21 and we'll we'll talk about this a little more with our next question spoiler alert spoiler. Um, but I think I think it can be like how holding like an identity of bi is very different in the fact that like because I'm attracted to men it's it's not like this sort of thing where I felt like I was hiding anything or having to like pretend or anything like that it was like oh well like I like dudes and I'm a girl so this is like we're we're fitting in with the status quo this is the Mm. norm there's nothing to like nothing to see here folks kind of thing like I didn't have to do any of that pretending and things that now I can look back on as being like oh you had a crush on that girl you liked that girl like in a romantic or sexual way at the time was very much like I would think it is like oh it's like a girl crush kind of thing or like I just wanted to be her friend or like I thought she was really cool which is like also like the classic I don't know if it's just a bi thing or like a queer thing of like do I want to be her do I want to be friends with her do I want to fuck her like I don't really understand what I want out of this person but so it took me like a long time to figure out oh but kind of with what you were saying about like the that like operation of like 
point there I can like look back and see moments in time where if like something had been different maybe I would have had permission to ask those questions about like what do I want and what is this feeling I have for this other person actually look like like I can think I can actually share this now because I know my mother is not listening I have like this very vivid memory of being like 13 and she's like driving me to a friend's house and I had mentioned to her that this friend in particular had told me recently she had like kissed another one of our female friends and that she was like wondering if she was bi and I like again like looking back at it I was definitely sort of like testing the waters with my mom to be like what do you think about that like Mm. what what would because I I could definitely remember being like that sounds interesting to me and I remember her response was like she's probably just confused like you're so young you like you guys don't know what you want at this age and that just like put this like well I guess we don't touch that for a very long time like not even in an intentional way not in a conscious way but just like oh I guess I don't know what I want I guess I would be confused if I have these thoughts so let's just chalk anything that might come up off to that and not think critically about anything about that for a long time that's interesting you're influenced by like the people around you and like the community and like the groups that you're a part of you know like I think like if we grew up in like this magical like queer utopia where it was like you know if imagine in reverse you know like if you're heterosexual there is no coming out process because that's just the norm right. you know so it's, it's not like assumption. yeah so if it was in reverse then it would be you know like if you were straight then you have to come out as straight kind of thing it's like it's mm-hmm. hard to like you're basically admitting that you are not the norm in some way which is never an easy thing to do because you're basically no and especially not when you're a teenager when all you want is to fit in exactly yeah like a huge Uh. part of high school is just fitting in and then if you can also manage it like trying to be cool (laughs) you know like right you want to do what everyone else is doing like being different in high school is not usually at least in our high school times and was not right well I'm also thinking about with that, and then we'll get, like, back to a little more about what the question asker is asking us. I'm thinking about how, like, for me, like, I think one of the things, and maybe for you, too, that contributed to, like, this process having to wait till a little longer is, like, I didn't really have any, like, by icons or anything I could point to to be like, oh, this is a role model for what this looks like. I could envision myself, like, being in this person's place. But then I also (laughs) just remembered... Um, I was really, really, really obsessed with the musical Rent when I was, like, around 12 or 13. And I devised this, like, really elaborate plan to essentially do, like, a shot-for-shot remake of the movie. The whole reason I wanted to do that is so I could be cast as Maureen, um, who is, like, Idina Menzel's, like, bi character in that show. So I guess I did have a little bit of a blueprint, but I absolutely could not have put the words to, like, that that's what was happening there it's funny that you say that because that was a huge thing for me too where like when even when I was starting to admit to myself that that's how I felt it was hard because I was like I don't know or like see any gay role models where Mm -hmm. I'm like that's that they're like me and like I I'm like that and that's how I want to be I couldn't envision that or like I had media representation I feel like of queer people has exploded within like the past like 10 years even and you know if I had now even half the amount of like these characters and 
um, shows that are showing like a whole variety of different types of queer people, I think it would have been much easier because, you know, even like when we were in high school, like the gay, like queer characters that it was all kind of like token type additions to things, mm-hmm. or they were like part of the the joke or like a, an accessory almost. And I was like, that's not, that doesn't feel like me. And so then that was hard to reconcile. You're like, this right. is who I feel like I am. And I, but I also am like this person that I'm seeing on the show, but I don't really feel like that person on that show. And so that was sort of mm-hmm. a, a yeah, hard thing. for sure. And I think like I had a decent amount of like openly gay friends in high school, but I, that's because I did theater. And I think like it's because of like the role model factor in the sense of like once one person came out, it really opened the door to be like, oh, this is like a, I can see what that looks like. And this is like a permissible thing to do. So when you have like, a bunch of people who are out in that space, it's so Mm -hmm. much less daunting and scary to do it when you're like, oh, I can see exactly what this looks like. But I don't, I think outside of those spaces, at least when we were in high school, like, I don't know anyone that was openly gay in high school that wasn't in like either like a theater or an art kind of thing. Pretty much. I mean, there there are a lot of people that came out, ourselves included, post high school, you know, when you felt more comfortable. But yeah, Mm -hmm. out in high school, not not very many. Oh. So back to the question of like, is it easier to come out earlier or later? I think the main thing that I think that determines this is really your environment. I mean, specifically, I think your family, Uh, because if you have like a really supportive, open, accepting family, it's definitely easier to do it when you're younger because you get to do all of the aspects of identity development that are part of the growing up process anyways with this really important part of your identity being included. And you get to develop your sense of self more holistically. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the sooner that you're able to be your complete self, the better. Obviously, you know, the reality of the world is it's not always going to be safe or something that everyone's able to do as soon as they would like to maybe and that's upsetting and hopefully that I mean it is changing and hopefully we'll continue to keep changing over time but personally and just looking at other people who've been through the same process I think that you know like why would you want to not be able to be yourself for longer when you can just right start sooner you know and like have that development start sooner and if you are in a space where that's not safe to do and your family or your environment is not going to be accept- accepting whether that looks like, you know, I mean, that can look like a whole bunch of different things. That can be just sort of like a range of like them not wanting to talk about it or pretend that it's not real to fucking shipping you off to like conversion camp or like yeah. kicking you out. Like sometimes it can be anywhere from like unpleasant to like actively dangerous to come out to your family. I mean, it can be, the, the spectrum doesn't start at unpleasant. Like, they can, yeah. can be more than that. But, like, if we're looking at, like, the more, like, things not going well yeah. side of things, if you have to wait until you are in a place where you are physically safe to do that and you don't have to worry about, like, shelter, your physical safety, things like that, then... It's okay to wait if you need to be in a place where you know that like going and asking those questions about yourself and telling people is not going to be risky in that sense, then that's what you have to do. And I think at the same time, at least when it comes to like the coming out process to yourself, I think the earlier you can do that is helpful because 
I think part of what the person who wrote this question was asking is like when you have, you know, more life experience, sometimes that involves like other people. And I think it's really hard if it's the sort of thing where like, I don't know, if you're gay and you wind up finding yourself in a straight marriage and then you have, you're asking these questions that have been kind of lying dormant for a while and you have to like turn your entire fucking life upside down. I mean, it happens and it's better to turn your life upside down than it is to just live pretending that those things aren't true. That sucks to have to go through that. Right. It it still happens. You know, it's not something that we've moved past completely. But the hope, yeah, is that people have the space and are able and comfortable to not have to get to that point anymore. You have to make that decision for yourself ultimately. So hopefully you can. It was also um, coming out, National Coming Out Day relatively recently, which is I think a nice concept in itself of like, you know, there's still a big push for, because the more representation, I guess, of queer people, the more likely people are to be more accepting. And that's the, the overarching theme of that. Again, like there shouldn't be pressure to feel like you have to come out because there's like a, a day where it's being, you know, like, this is what you're supposed to do kind of thing. Right. Yeah. You have to, you have to do it when it feels right for you. Anything okay. else? I, think that's, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. So our second question today is also about coming out. Because that's how these episodes work. Is usually oh. both of the questions are on the same topic. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Uh, Dear Queers, I feel like a lot of people I know who identify as bi or pan, myself included, questioner, not me, but also me, uh, just never come out to their parents if they don't have to based on who they partner with. From Bye Bye Closet. So our questioner here um, is not actually asking us a question. Yeah, it's kind of a statement. (laughs) It Uh. is a statement. But, so it sounds like maybe the question is, like, why? Or, like, what do we think about that? Well, we did, uh, in our last episode, talk specifically about bisexuality and pansexuality and that relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you're not familiar with those identities, maybe go back, listen to that if you haven't already. So some statistics to back up what this question is saying. Um, I'll throw at our audience. So according to the Pew Research Center, which is a very reputable organization that does a lot of um, demographic studying and data polling, um, if they, they, they break down a little bit the percentage of folks that identify as bi into different categories of like to what degree they're out. So the, the question that they pose to people is like, how many of the important people in your life are aware of your sexual orientation? And for people who identified as bi, they responded, only 19% of them said that all or most of the important people in their life are aware of their orientation, compared to 75% of those who are gay or lesbian. So that is a really, really stark difference. Bi people said, so they said 19% said all or most of the people are aware, 24% said uh, some people are aware, 31% said only a few people, and 26% said none so like well more than half of bi people are out to no one or almost no one 
it's a little kind of like I was saying before with why it took me so long to even come out to myself is it's like part of what you're attracted to follows the heteronormative script then and especially right if you're partnered with someone where you are in a like heterosexual relationship you don't you're not in a place where you need to come out in order to like I was gonna say like not to hide something but I mean you are still kind of hiding something right yeah but it's you're not in this place where you necessarily have to be like mom dad like this is my partner I'm gay like you just like if you don't want to have that conversation like you just don't have to in the same way yeah and I think uh part of it too which is interesting if you're like by your pan is that well i think in general like people tend to like view your sexual orientation based on like who you happen to be partnered with in the moment you know you can be bisexual and let's say you're in a committed long-term relationship with someone of the opposite gender and then people would look at you and be like oh well you're straight because you married someone who is straight and of the opposite gender which may or may not be true you know it's just like just because that is the person that you are with doesn't mean that you're not attracted to other types of people but it's so easy to fall into that Mm -hmm. and think of someone in that way yeah there are people that i know who are bisexual or pansexual and you would maybe look at them and look at their relationship and be like oh well I never would have guessed that. You seem like you're just straight or you seem like you're just a lesbian or gay or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know someone's full story just based off of who they're partnered with. A hundred percent. And I think that also plays into a lot of the like biphobic stereotypes that I think lead to this situation as well. Because right, part of it is like, oh, like you're just straight. I think especially for bi women, Mm-hmm. Not to, like, exclude non-binary people. But for a lot of, like, bi women or, like, more femme-presenting bi folk, like, if you're in a relationship with a m- man, which is frequent, it's the idea that, like, you're just straight. Or even if you're not, if you're not dating anyone, I think for a lot of, like, right, for more, like, feminine-leaning bi folk, the stereotype is, like, you're just straight and, like, you know, maybe you, like, want to, like, kiss a girl in a bar kind of thing. Or if you're, and if you're a bi dude, it's, like, you're actually just gay, right? It's mm-hmm. this inability to accept anything other than a binary sexual orientation. And it's also this idea, I think, too, another, like, biphobic stereotype that's really contributes to this dynamic is, like, bisexuality is, like, rooted more to, like, sex than any other thing. Like, it's just about, like, who you want to fuck. Yeah. Um, so it's, like... A lot of, I think, people have this idea about, like, like that almost, like, telling someone you're bi is, like, TMI a little bit because it's just, like, oh, like, it's about who you're sleeping with. Yeah, I think there is, for sure, this sort of stigma of, like, promiscuity that's still attached to bisexual identity in particular. Mm -hmm. I think largely in part, too, because people, like, fetishize this particular type of, let's say, like, feminine presenting woman who just will sleep with anybody kind of thing and she's just very promiscuous and that's unfortunately i think very connected to that identity and then also yeah um in reverse as like a a male like masculine presenting person it's you're just gay but you're afraid to commit kind of thing like there Mm -hmm. there's no one no one wants to um kind of accept that someone can be bisexual as like a legitimate identity and 
mean it kind of thing and like not mm-hmm. be either of those two things, which is yeah. unfortunate. Right. So I think for a lot of bi people who are not out, it's it comes down to this question of like, why bother? Like, if I don't have to, is it worth the effort to to have to tell this to people who might not understand this identity, like who might feel like, you know, I'm sharing too much. Is it really any of their business? Like, is it worth like the hassle it's going to be maybe to come out to these people if especially right if I'm in a seemingly straight relationship? Like, what does it matter? I think is how a lot of people feel about it. And I think that there's right even this idea of like, I think for so many people who are bi, like they also like maybe don't even feel like themselves, like maybe it's a legit identity. It's like, oh, well, if I just like kind of find girls cute, like am I even really bi? Like what does that mean? Yeah. Is it worth telling anyone about? That's also something that you have to decide for yourself if, you know, because it is, it can be a personal thing where you don't, like I don't run around telling everybody my sexual orientation, you know, it, it comes up if it comes up or, you know, if I have a, happen to have a partner of the moment where it would be obvious that that's something that people would ask about or know about but I think you have to decide like is that you know let's say you are bisexual but in like a to the outside world it would seem like a heterosexual relationship then you can decide like is that something that I want to make clear to people and express to people that I'm not just straight or not because it's not anyone's Mm -hmm. business necessarily if you don't want it to be it's more is that an important part of your identity that you would like to express to people and have them understand Mm -hmm. about you yeah and I would also add like something that like colors a lot of this is you know we're talking a lot about by people who are in relationships with people not of their same gender and that's actually most bi people in the same pew research study they found that 88 percent of bi people were in opposite sex their language not ours relationships Mm -hmm. so it's like pretty common and i think that makes a lot of sense just from like a statistic standpoint like if i'm a bi woman and the people available in the dating pool to me are straight dudes and queer ladies there are way more straight dudes than there are queer ladies so odds are if I'm open to all of it, I am more likely to wind up with one of the straight dudes. For sure. And another part of that, too, is that it's still, I would argue, societally, like, relatively easier to live a life. Like, if you had had the choice of living a lifestyle that fits into, like, the, the norm and, like, what the majority mm-hmm. of people are doing versus one that's less accepted, it's... You know, like, I think a lot of people would choose the one that's easier, let's say, in the, you know, in that sense. So, yeah, no, I think that's such a valid point. Right. Like if you if you don't have to do this thing that is, you know, society still sees as like othering to some degree and it like can cause a lot of difficulty, especially like, right, depending on your family, depending on where you live, depending on what kind of community you live in, if it doesn't have to be harder a lot of people don't want to make that choice and that's totally understandable to do yeah like when we were talking about like do straight people exist you know and i guess but also the majority of people probably fall somewhere on the spectrum and would if they were comfortable potentially identify as like pansexual bisexual some you know attracted to a variety of genders that would 
probably be the case. But again, it's, you know, if you're in a situation where you can get by and be accepted, <laughs> that wasn't on purpose that time. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, by you like be comfortable living a more heteronormative lifestyle. Like a lot of people choose that just cause that's, they don't want to have to be persecuted or put in a position that's difficult like that, which is, mm-hmm. um, it is what it is, unfortunately, but... Like, there was a long time between when I came out to myself and to my friends and when I actually started dating women. And I think also because it was, like, kind of scary in the sense of, like, I'm, like, dipping my toe into this pond that, like, I don't know... Like, one, it, the, it feels like maybe the rules are different and I don't know what to expect and I've never done this before and also, like... I think bi people also can experience a decent amount of stigma in within the queer community. There's definitely like plenty of lesbians who have no interest in dating bi people. There's plenty of gay dudes who have no interest in dating bi people. And so it feels like, I don't know, I think um, like bisexuality is something that can be called a border identity in that you have kind of two feet in different worlds at the same times in the same, it, not in the same way, but in like, a similar way to being like biracial um, mm-hmm. in that like oftentimes you feel like neither place is really your home. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so. just, there's so many barriers to break through to be kind of like out and proud as like bisexual or pansexual. And that can be insurmountable for a lot of people. I think, you know, it's just yeah. that it's a big hurdle to jump over to be like, mm-hmm comfortable with that identity and be able to just um accept the shit that people are going to throw at you for identifying that way so props to you and all the many people who are able and willing to you know be out and proud with that identity because it's difficult in a lot of ways you know yeah i think so and also like for me in particular i just like i'm not a very good um secret keeper (laughs) like i just like (laughs) If, like, I just, I don't think I would have been capable of not being out because that would have meant, like, I couldn't share something, and I'm really not good at that. So, I don't know if I really even had a choice in the matter. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, keeping secrets can sometimes be necessary, I guess, but, like, overall, I think it is, it eats away at you if you give it long enough, you know? Yeah, I think that's... I mean, really, I think more than anything else, like, such a innate human desire is to be known. And, like, you can't really be known by another person if you are not your authentic self with them, so... Amen to that. Yeah, I think that's kind of the big takeaway from this, is you gotta be you if you want other people to know you. Otherwise, they're not really knowing you. They're just knowing a part of you. Or if you're completely, you know, faking it, then it's they're just knowing this character that you made up, really. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah Ooh. cathartic. Please uh, rate, review, subscribe to us if you enjoyed that conversation you can share this with somebody um who you think might 
benefit from it or enjoy it, pass it or on. Or if you want to, like, find a way to subtly come out to someone, you could just send them this episode and be yes. like, what'd you think? Wait, we should. Let's, let's do a little... We can come out for somebody and they can just play their are what we're saying for this yeah person yeah like like are you saying let's we give it let's make a like a like... template let's make a little template okay. right now okay so okay hi insert name i'm sharing this with you because i have something i'd love for you to know about me i am coming out to you as insert identity here and it's important for me to have you know who i am and you should listen to this podcast for more information about the coming out process. Goodbye. There, we so did just, it for you. See, it wasn't that hard. Um, no. But yeah, if you need help, just play that for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to omit the part at the end where you tell them to like listen to the podcast, like I guess you could. It's really, again, like you, you should tell them to listen to this. It's... It's yeah. what we'd want you to do. Yeah, we're giving, we're providing a free service for you, so come on. Yeah, and if you if you don't like share this with other people, or if you don't, you know, re- like we said earlier, rate and review and subscribe. If you don't submit questions to us, I mean, we won't be mad, but we'll be disappointed. Brendan, do you want to tell them how our disappointment will manifest? I do. Um. <laughs> so. Yeah, listen, if you don't help us out here, we're regrettably going to have to um, get a lot of paint from Home Depot. Uh, I should note that Marissa loathes Home Depot with a burning passion. So, like, this is not a a easy feat that we're going to have to... We don't want to have to do this. No, no, no. Like, you're making us do this. Yeah, this is like we have no other choice but to go to Home Depot and Mm -hmm. pick out the most heinous paint colors that we can find. And if we can't find ugly enough paint colors, we're going to just get a bunch of paint and, like, mix it together to make it look like toxic goo. And then we're going to come over to your home and we're going to take this paint and we're going to use it to paint every wall in your home, in your apartment, wherever you live with this horrible, horrible color. And then you're going to have to sit and live in this space and look at your hideous walls for the rest of the time that you live there. And I should note that if you attempt to repaint your walls, we will know and we will return and paint it back to that yeah. color. So you can't There's you no can't escape. win here until until you submit a question to us or like help us. Then we'll yeah. we'll allow it, but until then. Yeah. Yeah. No dice. So the choice is yours, really. Yeah, you do have a choice. You have a choice here. Mm-hmm. So right. Right. Make the right, right one. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for sticking with us and mm-hmm. we will see be back you next in time. two weeks yes yeah. we will bye bye